We're only three days away from the start of another NBA season. Which matchups will be worth watching? What are the biggest questions going into it? Plus, what in the round world is Kyrie doing? I break it all down as the players prepare to play. This is the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. Hey yo, what's good everyone? It's Jordan Pecolino and host of the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. The start of the NBA is only three days away, so let's get into it. Uh, first off, I'm going to go over the five matchups that I think will be worth your time. I'm going to start off with the Rockets versus Mavericks. It's a tale of two dynamic duos as Luka and Chris Stops take on the brand new backcourt of John Wall and James Harden. With two of the best scoring guards going head-to-head, these games will be a race to who can reach 50 points first. In six games against each other last year, Harden put up 32 points, about 8 rebounds, and 9 assists. Luka had 25 points per game, uh, 10 rebounds a game, and almost 7 assists per game. On July 31st, both of these teams combined for 160 points and a half, the highest in 20 seasons. Dallas led 85-75, but the Rockets would go on to win 153-149, and that game garnered 1.72 million viewers. For a team that had the highest offensive rating this past season, going up against a reformed Rockets team with a new Big 3 will be one of the high-popping games that you truly can't miss. Moving on to the Bucks versus Heat, it's a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference semifinals. The Bucks likely have a bad taste in their mouths after Jimmy Butler led his Heat to an upset series victory in five games. Now, in their careers against each other, Jimmy Butler has put up 21-5-5 against Giannis, and Giannis has put up 18-9-4 against Butler. Uh, Jimmy is 19-10 against Giannis and the Bucks. Uh, both players obviously hungry to win their first championship. Uh, moving on, Suns versus Hawks. Both teams had phenomenal off-seasons with some brand new additions with uh, CP3 going to the Suns and some new offensive weapons for Trey Young and John Collins. Now, as far as the stats between Booker and Trey Young, uh, Trey's actually 3-1 and one against the Suns. He went 3-1 and one against the Suns last season. Uh, he put up 27-4-10, while D-Book put up 31-6-7. Booker has outperformed Trey in the four games that they played against each other last year, and it's going to be very interesting to see how these two stars uh, play with their new additions. Moving on to the Nets versus the Lakers, both teams are favorites to meet in the finals this season. KD has been looking really good in the preseason, and we've already seen what Kyrie can do against the Lakers uh, in the lone game that he played against them last year. He had 20 points, 3 rebounds, and 4 assists in a 128-113 loss on January 23rd. And again, as I mentioned, both of these teams are favored to meet in the finals, and this year, we'll really get a good look at how the dynamic duos of AD and Kyrie and LeBron and AD will play against each other this season. Moving on to another Laker matchup, the Lakers and Clippers, a crosstown rivalry that has stood the test of time. It's a revenge series for Montrezl Harrell, who wasn't amazing in last year's playoffs and truly became the ire of Clipper fans because of it. We could see these two in a playoff matchup, if the Clippers advance out of the second round. Moving on 
to the news about Kyrie Irving. He recently said he won't be speaking to the media this year and will let his game do the talking. Well, him and the Brooklyn Nets were fined at 25000 each for his comments. And he also got into some hot water with uh, Charles Barkley. Uh, Irving said about fulfilling his about not fulfilling his media obligations that, quote, It's really just about how I felt about the mistreatment of certain artists when we get to a certain platform of what of when we make decisions within our lives to have full control and ownership. We want to perform in a secure and protected space. Charles Barkley clearly not happy about this and responded by saying, quote, I'm not sure what point Kyrie is trying to make. And when he talks, I'm like, what the hell is he trying? What is he saying or what is he trying to say? He starts talking about what an artist is. He's a basketball player. That's what he is. Will Kyrie end up breaking down this team? Well, based on his behavior, possibly. And then again, how he talks to the media might not be the same way he talks to his teammates. Uh, his teammates may also be paying attention to what he says and could have problems with it, but there have been no issues about that so far. As a Celtic, he himself said he wasn't a great leader for the young players. Quote, a lot of the, va a lot of the battles that I thought I could battle through in the team environment, I just wasn't ready for. And I failed those guys in a sense that I didn't give them everything that I could have during that season, especially with the amount of pieces that we had. So many relationships with the team personally were great, but in terms of me being a leader in that environment and bringing everyone together, I've failed. So for me, it's just a huge learning experience just to slow down and acknowledge that I'm human in all this. Will this trend of ruining team chemistry continue in Brooklyn? We'll have to wait and see. Finally, I want to discuss the biggest questions heading into this season. First of all, how will the new duos play together? Well, starting with KD and Kyrie, they're both incredibly talented scorers who can run the offense. And as far as the off-the-court issues that I mentioned earlier, we'll have to wait and see how, if it does, impact team chemistry. Moving on to John Wall and James Harden, if Harden isn't traded. Uh, Wallace said that his job isn't to score 40 every night, but rather facilitate and help lead the team. Harden is a great scorer who just put up 30 a game again, uh, and he is on pace for possibly another scoring title. And him and Wall and Cousins as well are going to be doing some damage in a loaded Western Conference if two of those players can stay healthy, and as I mentioned before, if Harden doesn't get dealt before the season. Uh, Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. Uh, Beal is a talented player who also played more on ball last year, and Westbrook is a great passer who can also score at will. Their fit might be the most questionable. Looking at it on paper, it does look promising to potentially, potentially make the playoffs in the East. Moving on, which team has the most to prove this season? I personally think it's the Clippers. They've been a walking second round exit for several years. Kawhi and PG are amazing players, but haven't had much postseason success together. Uh, playoff, or pandemic P, excuse me, uh, his performance will be a key part of their success if they want to get out of the second round. The Clippers also lost a couple of valuable bench players in Montrezl Harrell, Jermichael Green, and Landry Shaman. And the final question, will the Lakers repeat? They had one of the greatest off-seasons, adding Schroeder and Harrell, as well as Marc Gasol. LeBron, he has no signs of slowing down, and AD is going to be is going to continue to be huge for the Lakers this season. 
We saw what those two did last night against the Suns. And we also saw the emergence of some young guys like Taylor Horton Tucker and Kyle Kuzma who will be who will need to play well in order to help the bench. And that's it for this episode of the Boundless and Boundland podcast. And this is the final episode of the chaos that is 2020. This week's inspirational quote comes from Charles Schultz. It's not about what's under the Christmas tree that matters. It's who's around it. And that quote rings true for all of us this holiday season. Christmas is not really about getting presents or giving them. I think it's all a matter of spending time with those who are close to you, spending time with your family, spending time with your relatives, your uh, your, your friends. And this year, I think we all need to spend time not trying to find uh, the perfect gift for a family member, because I think that the perfect gift is being present, being present in the moment. And that's that's the beautiful thing about the holiday season, just being together. And it's especially needed in this unbelievable year as it comes to a close, spending time with those you love and planning for the new year that hopefully it brings a lot more, a lot more joy than this one did. So with that in mind, this has been a a year of a roller coaster of a year, and let's hope that next year is better. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, take care of each other. Peace.